I mean, like if we'd shown her the finished product and she said she wants to hear more of Mihai, then that then there would be some you know feedback we would really need to work on. But sure. as, it's, as it's just a trailer, I I myself personally took it as okay. Well, we'll bear that in mind when we film. Hello and welcome. This is the fourth episode of the Driver Story podcast. I am your host, Mihai Kostache, alongside with... Hi, it's Michael here again. Um, yeah, welcome to, the, to another episode of the podcast. And again, today we have a guest, a new, someone new. Sam, tell us about yourself. Hello, my name is Sam Wilkins. I am going to be the sound operative on the upcoming short uh, documentary, The Driver Story. Um, uh, yeah, that's, uh, that's my uh, contribution to the group. <laughs> awesome. I mean, I guess, yeah, so, so do you want to get basically talk about kind of your thoughts? I, mean, I know you were there when um, Mihai, Mihai spoke about the idea when we were in class. Um, so kind of what, what, yeah, tell us about what you think about the story. Um, my original thoughts, um, I'll be honest, were sort of divided. Um, uh, I thought that it would be an interesting sort of concept, um, uh, but, um, but I think it was my arrogance or my ignorance even that kind of um, stopped me from going on with it full stop um, because um, I didn't know I was ignorant to what was going on with, with the sort of minicab industry. And I, and I, and like a lot of people, was kind of blind to the actual abuse um, uh, that, that they face. So, um, but now that I've been given some insight and I've you know, looked into it with some depth and, and I've heard about all these uh, tragic stories and these experiences, it's, um, it's really given me uh, the look I think everyone needs into this world. Um, uh, and yeah, it's given me a, a drive. It's given me a passion and uh, I'm looking forward to, uh, to starting filming soon. Yeah, that's that's one of the reasons why I wanted to to do this um, short documentary because I realized that you know drivers usually they live within their world, which is usually their car, and people get in and out, but no one. And, and also, this kind of colluded with you know all the stories in the news uh, about drivers, and everyone you know kind of says you know we're on, we're on the side of the drivers, whether it's TFL or BBC or the union or whatever. Uh, but no one really talks to the drivers, you know, everybody's talking in their name, but no one really talks to them. So, uh, that's one of the reasons why I wanted to, to do this documentary. Was there something in particular that made you do that switch? Was it a particular moment or a video that I showed in class or something that, um, yeah, made you change your mind? Yeah. I, I think the video in class definitely helped. Mm. Um, I saw your vision. And, um, you know, that, that really got me on board because I thought, ah, this is something that we, we can follow, something we can get behind. Um, uh, I think the, uh, there, was, there was a lot of factors that, that made me sort of like switch um, to the idea. Um, but I think the, the best factor was, was it kind of started when you originally gave your production kind of pitch mm. or the proposal even. And I saw that and, and I and I kind of um, I made a few notes on it and I thought, yes, this could this could work like this. This could work like this. And, and I actually made my ideas of what I would do with a project like this. And then obviously I compared them to things like the trailer and things that you had in mind. And I thought, you know, the, the thing that made me switch was I, I, essentially that we had almost the same vision. Mm. It, um, it, my, my my ideas were almost the exactly the same as yours. So, yeah. And okay. we're part of the same team. So. 
Yeah, that, that helps. <laughs> that helps. Exactly. I was going to mention that what, what you were saying earlier, Sam, that kind of, I also felt the same way initially when I heard it in class as well. Like, I didn't, I didn't know much about it. Even I, I was a person, I don't really take Ubers that much. Um, I, because I normally take a bus, etc. So, like, I didn't really know much about it. I knew it existed, obviously. Um, I didn't know much about it. Um, and I was just interested straight up. I was just like, oh, that, that would be interesting to one number four and find out what it's like. And obviously, we met myself and me, I lost, um, when we did the last project, we kind of used to drive, he used to drive because we live close to each other. He used to drive myself home and we used to talk. And I kind of already had a bit of a rapport with him. And we already spoke a little bit about what it's like in the industry. And so when he spoke that he wanted, wanted to go in that direction, I was like, okay, this could be definitely something um, kind of industry interesting rather um that like work and i would say for me personally the time that it switched that where i kind of was starting to get more um, information i'll probably say especially maybe after one of like maybe the second call probably there's definitely the first call we had with the drivers um and we kind of because i like i said i already spoke to mihai and already kind of got a bit of his background and when we started talking to the drivers they were bringing some other factors in that they would explain me how would explain they'll break things down more even news actually were unfolding because he spoke about what was happening with uber and you know the case etc and kind of new things were coming up and i was finding out i was like oh wow well this is even very much interesting very current and, yeah. Uh, yeah so so moving to where we're at now um let's just talk about uh, a bit because we you know we've done a lot of um work in pre-production uh people have seen these podcasts or have listened to them and uh, so let's kind of give a brief uh, overview of where we're at now and what's going to happen in the next uh, next month. Um, so as producer, <laughs> as one of the producers of the of the pitch um, of the um, documentary, so like Mihai said, we've done a lot of pre-production. We spoke to drivers. Um, we've brought the the idea into the team. So the production team at uh, Uni were moving forward with this idea. So basically, everybody is kind of. Kind of behind this idea now we're, we're all quite excited and i'm um, doing the work necessary and yeah, i think we're, we're a team of nine people and sam's one of them and and hopefully over the next few weeks we'll be able to show you more of our of our team um and i'm not sure if we mentioned on the podcast but during our classes in in uni we have where we're pitching for uh, bbc storyville um it's yes. supposed to be a mock pitch uh, or, you know, it, it doesn't mean just because we're pitching, it doesn't mean they're going to pick up a story yep. or our story. Um, and it's supposed to give us a real world experience, basically um, going through a pitch. Yep. And we just had that today. So how did you guys feel about the pitch? Go yeah, ahead. I yeah. think I, I think it went brilliantly. I, um, you know. I think because we were watching other groups, you know, go before us and uh, the industry partner we were with uh, Mandy Chang. Um, yeah. She she was she was being a lot more. Um, how do I say this sort of realistic, harsh, yes. you know, she was she was giving and direct. Yeah, yeah. and very yeah. direct. <laughs> yeah, she was, you know, the groups beforehand were getting some very uh, good feedback and constructive criticism. Um, uh, and when it came to our turn, um, I was a little sort of, you know, aware of this. Um, but I think we handled it beautifully. I think uh, the timing was great. The trailer looked awesome. Um, we got a lot, like you said, we got a lot of information out very, very quickly. And I think that's what they're looking for, especially mm. a big company like BBC. They want to get straight to the point and they want to, you know, know exactly what they're getting into as soon as, as soon as they can. 
Let's yeah. let, let's give people that you know might be watching this or listening a bit of a context. Uh, what what do you present in a pitch? Like what what does a pitch mean uh, technically? What do you have to have in a pitch? Usually, in, in a pitch, you usually it's basically you selling the idea of your film. It's <laughs> you talking about the story, um, uh, the style, uh, the contents, the meanings behind it, why it's relevant to now. You have to basically uh, convince the industry partner why they should fund or help you film said film. Um, you know, this this could mean they're looking for things like uh, interesting characters or a relatable story or topics which are you know poignant uh, now, such as lockdowns. And um, I think we tied in this one quite nicely because obviously there was um, the tragic death of uh, I can't remember. Gabriel. Gabriel, yes. Yeah. Um, uh, and then there's al also the abuse that drivers have faced during the lockdown period, which means it's, you know, it's relatable to now. And I think that's what some projects um, that we saw weren't exactly, you know, involving. They weren't really relevant to now, to, to today's climate. Mm -hmm. um, while they were still good in their own way, I th felt ours was strong because it was relatable and it was um, a topic that you know, needs to be addressed now um, because of, you know, recent events bringing it to light. I think that in, in this pitch compared to the last one we had, which was for a fiction film, um, it, what I had a, uh, like, what I'm, my, my biggest takeaway from the, from it is that the, the best way or the, the idea, if you can create a, a visual idea in the person's head, the other person's head, yeah. Yeah. Um, a, a mood they uh, get from your pitch that um, you know reflects the way the documentary, the, the mood of the documentary. Think that that would be a um, you know a successful pitch, and uh, if you have a lot of materials around it that explain that mood in terms of shots, lighting, um, you know, uh, visual representations, I think that's that's very helpful and. I'm happy to say that, you know, working with this this team, we managed to do that. How how did you feel, Michael? Um, I, I was I was very excited, um, especially in the run-up to it, like because we did a mock pitch with Akuta. She kind of she gave us some feedback, helpful feedback that we made some changes. But funny enough, actually, when it goes to my turn, I kind of froze for a second. I thought it was I thought like I was doing something. I just I was like, oh snap, it's my turn. And I had to go. So I was I was I was actually a bit nervous. And I don't know, I get a bit nervous with things like that, especially when you prepare so much and you have so much expectation. Um but yeah, like Sam said, the, the feedback for us was actually quite um was positive. She really liked the idea again. She mentioned that, you know, she, it was something current, etc. She even gave us some helpful feedback about how we can improve it, like in terms of relating, like showing more of Mihai. Because um, yeah, so and yeah, like like uh, Mihai said, it was he helped us in terms of the, the pitch. Like we had a like a structural breakdown of the scenes. We had images from kind of like in the trailer we showed videos from kind of Mihai's experience so far. And by had, the way, the trailer is available on our YouTube channel. Yes, I was going to mention that. So you guys check it out and you know <laughs> let us know, let us know what you think. And um, yeah, so um like, like I said, I was a bit nervous, but um I was happy. I was happy that it went it went well. And yeah. And, and and what was some of the feedback that we we got? I'm just gonna check my notes now. Um, so I think I think she, like I said, she mentioned that we should we should talk more because she mentioned that she wanted to hear more of Mihai's voice. 
in the, in the document. Although the first thing you do here is me has voice in the trailer, but what, what, what the hey? Um, <laughs> um, um, she mentioned that she wanted to hear more of me has voice. That even although I do agree that we sh- we should um, kind of show. She said she wanted more of um, how it impacts Mihai specifically, um, how kind of the changes that me has impacted Mihai specifically. So that, I think that was the main thing she said. And I think when she was talking about someone else, I wrote down that she like she wants um, in terms of we should show the time frame better. Um, I, I think we did that well, especially even in the same breakdowns and especially even with the trailer within the trailer, you see from the beginning of the tunnel to the end of the tunnel. So there's a clutch and timeline. Mm. timeline um, well, yeah, I mean, was there anything else you guys uh, picked up in terms of what you said, the feedback? Yeah. I mean, I didn't, I basically got what you got. Um, you know, I, I understood that she wanted to see more of Mihai's voice, although, you know, Mihai's voice does feature in the trailer. Um, uh, but I think, you know, like I, you know, it's ju- it is just a trailer. You know, yeah. at the end of the day, it's supposed to give you a vibe, an idea of what you're, you should expect. And um, so you're not really going to show all your all your you know fancy stuff, and you're not going to show loads of lo- and loads of stuff because you just want to see something visually appealing, really. Yeah. Um. Uh, so, you know, I, I'd say we take the feedback with a, a grain of salt. You know, obviously it's it is feedback and it is good feedback. It's something that we can work on, but it's also something to think. You know, she hasn't seen the whole thing yet. Yeah. So I mean, I mean, like if we'd shown her the finished product and she said she wants to hear more of Mihai, then that then there would be some you know feedback we would really need to work on. But sure. as it's, as it's just a trailer, I I myself personally took it as okay. Well, we'll bear that in mind when we film. Yeah, sure. And and moving forward from here, what uh, what are some of the next steps that we're going to take? And um, also, I, I'd like for a minute, uh, maybe after that, uh, ask Sam how we're gonna, uh, how does picking up sound for a documentary differ from uh, working on a uh, fiction film? And for everyone, fiction film just means a film that has a script that's an invented story, you know, because some people that are not in the industry, maybe they don't. Uh, so, yeah, so, so what are some of the steps that, um, we're going to have to take in the in the next few months. So, um, like I said, we spoke to the contributors. We, um, and we, I mean, we, we started planning in terms of filming. We, we have, like I said before, like a scene structure. We're going to do some storyboards, um, arrange, do specific shot lists. Um, myself and the other producer, we're going to um, do a schedule. And we're, I mean, by the next, by next month, basically, we're going to start filming and, um, and yeah, like me has been speaking to the contributors, people that like the, the drivers we've spoken to before, and um, and we've kind of selected those we're going to use. And it's just literally just planning logistics now, just getting things done. Uh, it's the production stage, so that's where things kind of ramp up. We come together as a team, we do all the risk assessments. It's just basically admin logistics at the moment. Um, yeah, yeah. I don't know if you want to add anything. Well, no, just that we, we're going to talk to our contributors and um, um, we're going to interview them, um, you know, about uh, their experience. We're going to focus, as we keep saying on this podcast, on security features uh, and their their experience as a, as a driver. Um, what about you, Sam? How do you think uh, and how, you know, how do you think that um, taking sound 
is different for a documentary compared to a fiction film? I think um, it's different for me um, because I feel like this time we have a lot more experience. Mm. We have a lot more knowledge on how to operate cameras and how to operate sort of uh, external and internal mics and that sort of thing. But I think the main difference is obviously with a fiction uh, piece, you have got um, scripted stuff. So, you know, if there has to be a sound there, you know, it's either written in or, you know, you, you add it in later on in post or something like that. It's, it's all very kind of, if it's there, it's there. If it's, if it's, you know, if we want it there, we'll keep it there. If we don't, we can get rid of it kind of thing. Mm. I think with documentary, it's far more raw and it's wild and it's kind of like real world um, sound and atmos. You know, you, you're going to have to deal with things, especially with a project like in, in moving cars and stuff like that. Um, or even stationary cars, you know, it's going to prove quite difficult um, because uh, you've got obviously the sound of the roads and you've got sound of other people and you're not confined to a set. Yeah. So it's, it makes it difficult to deal with things such as Atmos and, and sort of surround surrounding sounds. I think like you said as well, like, <clears throat> like in terms of the fact that it's raw, like it's one of those where, I, from kind of the planning that we've been doing and kind of what the tutors have been mentioning that it's something we have to get really good setup when it goes to sound like if we don't get it we don't get it like if it's like they because again like if we're having people that are talking from experience they're just talking it's not scripted so we have to make sure that we're able to get everything but if it's in fiction compared to fiction if we don't get it on the day we just come back another day we shoot or overdub or whatever but you can't just come back and be like okay oh, exactly say what you said there <laughs> you can't do that so <laughs> Yeah. It's the moment stuff, isn't it? It's yeah. It's, yeah. It's yeah. In the moment. Yeah, everything has to be set up for you know when it's happening. You have to get it. Yeah. yeah. Got one shot. One shot. Yeah. yeah. It's kind of like I remember when I was doing when I did weddings. I remember like I was on the camera and when I missed things, it's like, dude, you missed it. You can't go back. You're like, wait, <laughs> yeah. wait, let's do that bit again, please, everybody. Miss like, the oh, I do or something <laughs> like. That. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I think it's, uh, and, and also, especially with the type of documentary that we're doing, which is observational slash investigative, um, if you have a lot of cuts, because some people might think, well, you can just, you know, start from the top and then cut again, I mean, cut and, and start again. But I think with this type of documentary, um, if, if you have a lot of cuts, you know, you, you break the mood. Um, I mean, it's, it's heavily reliant on mood. Uh, and, and the feelings that you get from, um, you know, continuous image. So um, I think it's, as you said, there's no rehearsal. You can't just stop the traffic and everyone, let's go again. Uh, right. Yeah. I mean, I guess last, um, lastly, should we kind of talk about like post, if once we do do the documentary, kind of the hopes for the documentary are large. Because I know me, how you've spoken about that, where the goal is to, once we do this, to kind of be able to fund a bigger story and tell more stories, um, include um, potentially more more contributors and um, and get more kind of more access into, um, especially I think when we spoke to one of some of the contributors, like there's some things that happened or we can't really get access because it's um, like with the police, etc. So, but anyways, yeah, let's should we talk more about like kind of the, like after the documentary is released and things like that. Sure. Well, I, I mean, ideally. You know, BBC would say, 
here's a check, go get it, and <laughs> you know, go make it. Um, I'm not sure what, you know, if that happened in history uh, at our uni, but, uh, you know, that would be ideal. Yeah. If not, um, I mean, hopefully we can gather support around our final product with this, uh, with our proof of concept, basically. Yeah. And everything we're doing is, uh, you know, proving the concept. Um, so in the end, hopefully with the seven to 10 minute documentary that we're going to have, we will um, uh, be able to gather support and also financial support through different social media crowdfunding uh, campaigns to fund a uh, full feature, full length documentary. Right. Um, and hopefully we'll be able to do that over the summer. We'll, we'll see if that happens. But that that's, you know, if you shoot for the stars, you land on the moon. Okay. So, uh, what do you what 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 are your hopes for the documentary and things like that? Well, I think it's every filmmaker's hope, really, which is the same as Mihai, is that you know it, it blows up and it and it gets big and it gets the support and it gets the ball rolling and and you end up, you know, sparking new ideas or developing on current ideas and I think it's all about um, having a little bit of faith, really. And um, but I, I can honestly see um, if this goes well, um, uh, I can honestly see you know maybe a company such as the BBC or even Netflix picking up mm. something yeah. like this and um, having it on on their platform, which would be not only groundbreaking for you guys and us guys as a team, but it would also you know it would prove that it can be done kind of yeah. thing. And I think that would be inspiring for a lot of young filmmakers or a lot of aspiring filmmakers uh, in our current circumstance. And I think for the school as well, right? Because, you know, the school would show that, look, these guys, you know, they got this project done in school and then yeah. this is where where it's... Uh, and I think we also mentioned, we also, um, we've been talking as well that we're potentially going to actually, not potentially, we're going to send it to like festivals yeah, like Sundance, um, etc., and just to potentially get it into festivals. And I think it's worth applying, even like you said, um, Sam, to Netflix because I know they do feature shorts yeah. on their on their, um, on their platform and potentially getting like, funding from them to to do the full thing. Um, but yeah, I'm, like, like I said, I shoot for the stars and feeling around on the moon. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's my new favorite saying. I yeah. love. It. <laughs> Are there any final thoughts, Sam? That um you'd like to tell us? Um, really, I think it's mainly just my, my aspirations. And, you know, I'm really looking forward to starting this. I think, um, you know, especially with lockdown lifting, it's going to make things a lot more easier. So I think essentially we're going to have more liberty than we did last time on our last project, yeah. which is a really exciting thing. Um, I am a little, I'm aware of the challenges that are ahead. And I'm aware that um, about the challenges I'm going to face as, as sound up, especially when recording things like interviews. Um, it's a new environment for me. I'm looking forward to learning new things about it on, on the job. Um, but I'm also looking forward to producing uh, the best quality you know, product that, you know, the Storyville are looking for in, in a way. And I think that's you know, that's that's what we should all be like. We should all be, you know, aspiring and all be hopeful and looking okay. to the future. Yeah. <laughs> well said, well said. Thank you. Yeah. Okay, so thank you for being today with us. Okay. Um, any other final thoughts, Michael? 
No, no, honestly, um, like like Sam said, um, I'm honestly like from the beginning, I've been looking forward to making this, and um, I'm glad even just to be a part of it and to be part of kind of the um, building blocks, if you like. Mm-hmm. Um, like, yeah, I made that um, <laughs> documentary, and um, I think like Sam said, my general goal with anything is just to um, aim for excellence, the best potential possible with what we have, resources we have, sure. and so that's that's what we're going to be doing. That's great. So thank you everyone for watching and uh, and or listening. Uh, thank you, Sam, for being with us today. Um, go ahead, Michael. I was going to say, don't forget, guys. Remember, you can um, if you would like to support us for the full full length documentary. Then see the link below for um, all the the um, GoFundMe links, and also you can follow us on Facebook. And so don't forget to subscribe. And also all the for all the drivers listening and watching, please send us your stories. If you have them, um, or people that you that you think um, would be great for this documentary, that we can get in contact with, talk to, and uh, yes. Thank you. Yeah, that's a good way to end it. Thank you, everyone. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.